It's the Dennis and Andy Show. Welcome to the Dennis and Andy Show. It is uh, Monday, and uh, we are here to talk a little Suicide Squad. Man, I am blurry. It's all blurry. I can see it because, as people know, on my morning show, I will see how I look on my phone. And I don't know what it is with my internet connection. Dennis is nice and clear, crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. We were running speed tests and everything, and uh, um, the speed's there. You just have a latency problem. Yeah, my internet is showing, it says that your Wi-Fi signal is low. Try plugging directly in. And the funny thing is, my Wi-Fi is not turned on. I am directly plugged in to my computer with an Ethernet cable. So I don't know. It's just one of those dumb things. Doja coin expert. Hashtag codes giveaway. Hey, well, Dogecoin's hey, got the hashtag down pat. That's right. Remember, for the Batman Fortnite code giveaway on September 1st, to enter, you need to comment on any video we put up. Hashtag codes giveaway or Batman Fortnite code giveaway. And that will automatically enter you in to the uh, discussion. So there you go. Into the us to maybe draw your name. Yeah, so you get all six codes, and Dogecoin's yeah. already set for that. So good luck. Hyper Kaiju, good to see you again. It's like I just left you guys a few minutes ago. I know. I feel that way, too. It's crazy. Um, man, this is so, so pissing me off with this stupid Wi-Fi thing. Uh, well, once again, I like to reach out to the chat if anybody has any... Uh, <laughs> Any uh, 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 tech uh, advice on why I'm getting a low Wi-Fi signal when my Wi-Fi is not even turned on? Uh, I would uh, gladly accept it. (laughs) Yeah, Andy was running a a 178 download. Uh, His upload was over 11 and, uh, and his ping. So his latency was at nine. Those are all good enough numbers for this. And my router is literally directly plugged into my computer. Yeah, he's not on so Wi-Fi. He's, he's running it direct even, from his I'm net. I'm not even on Wi-Fi. I'm directly plugged in. And in fact, this isn't even the internet for the house. I have my own internet just in my office that I use. We have a different company and everything. It's not even the same company. The house is AT&T. And up in my office, I use Spectrum. Uh, so I don't get it at all. Uh, tech works when you need it, except, yeah, exact Daniel knows. Uh, is he accidentally downloading something? No, nothing's downloading right now. There's nothing. I'm not doing anything else on the computer. Uh, I don't even have any other tabs open on, uh, on the internet right now. I'm literally just running one thing. I'm not running any other programs. It's just so aggravating because I know how handsome you guys 
think I am. And you like to see the prettiness of this and all its glory, not just, uh, you know, the fuzz that they would put on somebody like Barbara Walters to make her look pretty when she was very wrinkly and haggard. Uh, actually, you know, they should do this on The View to make Joy Behar look a lot better. Well, she doesn't even look good in general. I think to make Joy Behar look better, you might just have to put frosted glass over her face. Well, you know what this reminds me of? Back in the 60s when Star Trek was first being filmed, whenever Captain Kirk had the romantic scene, they always white-lighted everything and, and softened up the screen so that you couldn't see any of the wrinkles and showed a caring moment. Maybe that's what you're trying to do, Andy. Showing uh, everybody that you care. I look like a Street Fighter II Turbo character. Uh, yeah, but we can still hear her. That's true. They should just dub her voice and put a pretty model over her face. But then I would hate the pretty model because Joy Behar just has dumb shit coming out of that pie hole of hers. And I actually wouldn't want it on somebody else's face because... I would hate the person's face, whoever it is. Oh, look. Well, you know what? My other we'll put it on Rosie O'Donnell's face. Yeah. She's a hoe bag as well. Because that, that, that's They're a horsey piece. How that goddamn show is still on the air, I just don't understand. I really, I really don't understand it. Um, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk no. about Suicide Squad. I know Dennis uploaded a graphic that just shows them. So I'm going to look for that real fast so I can at least share a pretty picture of uh margot robbie as oh the oh so nice harlequin yeah so um hopefully you guys have seen the movie we're not going to do a whole lot of spoilers in this um uh even though you know it's been out you had your choice of seeing it either at the theater or once again in the comfort of your own home thanks to hbo max did you uh now, when did you watch it? Saturday night or what night did you watch it? Oh, yeah, it was Saturday night because Sunday night when we got home, it was Don't Breathe. Oh, nice. So there she is in all her glory. Oh, my. She's just so hot and she's so captivating on screen. Um, she really does play just a, a great Harlequin uh, in the movie. Um, and she's just, she is, she's just gorgeous. This is actually so, not a photograph, by the way. One, one of the things that, that DC did was, you know, they've been, you've seen a lot of the superhero movies now where yeah, they've kind of gone back and they've tried to unfeminize what a lot of the, the female characters are on, dressing them from head to toe, stuff like that. And you know what? James Gunn decided, you know what? We do kind of want some of the men to go out there and see that. You've got one of the most stunning people in, in Hollywood. So they actually flaunted some of her sexualization, and her scenes were great. She looked fantastic, and she's got this great bubbly personality. Eh, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, here, of course, is the lineup. Of characters, I will say I thought, uh, I thought the, and for those that don't see it, we'll talk in code. I thought the swerve they did in the beginning of the movie, on the beach, was uh, was great. I didn't see that coming, 
Um, yes. The trailers. It was so X-Force. <laughs> yes. From the, exactly. From the trailers of the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, man, uh, the dude from Walking Dead, what's his face, who plays the guy with the really long white hair. I can't remember his character's name. Um, and then Nathan Fillion and, and all these other characters. You're like, holy crap. Oh, you're talking uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker. Because my wife right away was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's a Marvel character. What's Yandu doing in there? I'm like, whoa, he went both ways. So Michael Rooker played Savant. Savant, And they had a really cool little story in the beginning for him. He was actually, you know, he was a good character for when he was on screen. (laughs) Yeah, he was. And then they, they totally, like, tell me. I don't think anybody seeing this movie would have predicted that beat scene. Yeah. And what happened? So you guys leave, leave a comment if you've seen it already or not, so that we, we, we kind of know what, what our audience is here. Say yes, you've seen it, just yes or no, so that we yeah, know. But then uh, for any, any replays, we still don't want to get too spoiler. I, I know, but we can at least say a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, um, you know, ca- character-wise... Harley's great because we see Margot Robbie play it. This is her third time or fourth time. Um, we've seen uh, 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 what's his face? Uh, what's the actor's name that played? Uh, you know the leader in the yellow shirt. There, I can't remember his name. Uh, Colonel Rick Flag. Colonel Rick Flag, but I'm, I can't remember the actor's name. But we've seen him in this character one time. Oh, before. that's Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. I like him as an actor. A lot. I thought he was good. Uh, you know, we already got to see them do some character development with him from Suicide Squad, the first movie. Well, if we so go from left to right, we can just kind of go because John Cena right. plays Peacemaker. So for John those Cena, of you that have some of the old Peacemaker comics. Yeah, they're going up. Uh, I like John are. Cena. I like some of his dialogue. I liked his overall personality that he gave the character. But there was no depth. I thought to the character. No, you didn't, you didn't learn anything about him. You learned what he stands for and why he's called peacemaker. But to me, there was no depth at all to the character. Now I know that they just wrapped the filming on the HBO show peacemaker that he's going to be in. So obviously I'm going to have to say that they're going to, I would assume they're going to explore more of his origin somehow in that movie uh, or TV show. Um, but I thought he was good. He had some nice one-liners. This was a typical James Gunn movie, a lot of one-liners and stuff. I don't think Idris Elba's character, who I actually like better than Cena, had, I mean, he had more backstory, but he still didn't have a lot either. So saying that he had more backstory isn't exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> who were you saying that about? Idris Elba. Yeah. Bloodsport. So, so Bloodsport, again... They're they're almost the same character, which they poked fun of in in the movie, which was good. Um, And again, you're going to get James Gunn humor in this. So if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, there's some of that in here. Um, He attempted a lot of humor through this. Sometimes I thought it landed really well and it was very well done. Other times I thought it fell fell flat. I, I honestly thought... The guard, both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I thought were better than this, um, especially in terms of the the comedic relief and some of the things that they did. Um, 
but you know Idris Elba he was he and Harley they were kind of the stars of the show in my mind um but oh, Idris yeah. Elba he's never bad at anything that he plays no he's a fantastic I mean I'm looking at the lineup yeah I mean he's the best actor out of the bunch and that's not slighting Rooker or Joel Kinnaman um but I think he is out of everything he's done. He's done the most range of, of roles. I think I would actually put Rooker second and then Kinnaman third. Um, in it, uh, Sylvester Stallone is King shark. I hear his first appearance is going up from Superboy number nine. Yeah. And, and again, very much like Vin Diesel. I am Groot. Not a lot of uh, dialogue, but what Not there was, lot, it was cute and fun. He did have more. He was hilarious just for the little amount he had. I mean, come on, guy. What about this, Dennis? What about that? <laughs> come on. That was good. Dude, he was awesome. And he was just so badass and tough, you know? Um, yes. He was, he was fantastic, you know, for, for being able to steal the show with, with the limited amount of lines he had bird <laughs> the, C, the cg was good they filled it up there i mean he you almost felt for this giant man-eating shark you did. <laughs> you did feel for him you totally did you're like oh he's just so big and dumb oh again just he, like rocket he you he took a cg character with limited voice and made him a very lovable character unlike the weasel so wait, the weasel and hold on, hold on. And he was kind of like, he was kind of like the first version in the first Avengers movie. He was like the Hulk because I mean, without giving anything away, you'll know what I'm talking about with what he survived. Yes. <laughs> you know, the things he survived in this movie, you would have to say he might not be as strong as the Hulk but he is definitely as invulnerable as the Hulk. I yeah, it was impressive. They did him up very well. I thought he was, again, for a limited character, they they, they did a good job with him. Yeah. So and, and, it, and then we'll just tie that in with the weasel, who um, was actually cool. He was played by Sean Gunn, which, you know, is his also from Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's um, his little brother. I think yeah. it's his little brother. And, yeah. uh, you know, absolutely wacky, crazy looking. I mean, you almost feel bad at the beginning of the movie, but it's just, again, now that is a character that you just couldn't help but hate and be revolted by just because of his appearance. Because I guess he was pretty much, if you guys remember Bloom County, the old uh, comic strip, Oh, yeah. He was pretty much um, designed after Bill the Cat. <laughs> right. Which is fantastic because I loved Bloom County back in, in the day. And, yes, he is so whacked out like Bill the Cat. What an absolutely interesting character. Um, I thought for what he was in the movie, he added something to it. I thought Ratcatcher had the most um... – background and character development out of everyone you which know, shocked know me you, but yes i don't know if you noticed to uh ytd there whatever his name is 
uh, played her dad. Did you catch that? Yes. Yeah. Taiki. What's his, how do you pronounce his name? Taiko, Taiko Wakiti. Taiki. No, it's not Taiki. Taiki It's Oh my God. Forget it. We, you know who we're talking about. He directed, uh, Thor, um, uh, the third Thor movie, which I'm blanking on. Uh, anyhow, he was her dad, but Ratcatcher I thought was great. I thought she was fantastic. Yes. You know? Um, and she did have the most character development. You found out the most about her with her backstory. Uh, she had more of a range of uh, emotions throughout the movie. I mean, I thought Peacekeeper was just one note throughout the movie. I but he was, I think the character was developed that way. I guess. I mean, Idris Elba had a little more depth than just one note. I mean, you, you got to experience it with him being in jail and his daughter, why he was in there, how he tried to raise her, what he wanted. Yeah. You at least understood it. Right. A peacemaker was basically, I work for the government. I believe in, in, in American values, and I'm going to make sure it's liberty at all costs, which is, you know, I, you know, that it, it is. He's a very two-dimensional character. But for that limited type of character, he played it very well. Yeah. Um, there it is. Taikai Waititi. Taikai. Taikai. It's Tai. Taika. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. There you go. There it is. Director of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he played uh, Ratcatcher's dad. So that was pretty cool. Um, the Polka Dot guy. What's his? What was his actual name? Because it's not Polka Dot. It's Polka Dot Man. It is Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Yes. So, so Polka Dot Man, every time they showed him his face where those things were bulging under his skin and glowing, I felt ill. I was like, I don't know why that's worse than like tumors because they're glowing and you're just like, oh, God. You know, but once he used his power and what those things could do to a person, holy shit. <laughs> I was yes. Like, Good Lord. So and it I is the most, was... it is one of the most useless characters in comic books. In theory, I mean, it reminds me of that X Men guy, Gold Balls, you know, shoots out Gold Balls. This I don't shoot, know, though, man. Literally what? shoots out polka dots. However, they made it very meaningful for the movie that he was in. They made him not just with a stupid power with no relevance. They actually gave it meaning and a reason behind it. So he turned out to be a good character. Right. Well, and I was going to say, uh, his power set is pretty badass. Like I said, when you see what it does to the individual, uh, I wouldn't want to be hit with those things. They literally dissolved the stuff. I know. They made it cool. And they even would, you know, it's not a secret. You know, Starro was the big bad, which yes. as soon as I found that out, I started laughing because I remember Starro when he came into the comics. And I was like, really? This is going to be a thing in comics? Well, this is kind of a fun and interesting thing. Boom. Starro. I mean, this is going to be a thing in comics. He was in the first freaking Justice League. That's who they fought. I know. You think of that. And it, it's it's him. And I was like, I thought it was at the time, even when I was young, I was like, this is dumb. 
this is dumb. But I'm like, ah, if they can fight this, they can fight anything. And for them to meld an old appearance of that into what they did with them, it was actually really good. It was. And he was gross looking too. So uh, he was rather gross too. Actually, I want to try something now. I see my stupid Wi-Fi signal is gone. So how do I look, Dennis? About as good as normal. So that's a good thing. But it's clear. Yeah, you're clear. You know what? The Wi-Fi thing, the little stupid Wi-Fi thing saying I had low Wi-Fi is now gone. So now, instead of trying to pull Wi-Fi, which has been turned off for this whole stream, it's going, oh, you're directly plugged in. I don't get yep. it. Anyhow. Um, Story-wise, it was story -wise, a... It was... I thought it lagged in some moments. Yeah, it was it was a weak story. This was definitely a popcorn movie. Don't go in expecting any great Shakespearean revelations, any yeah, super I mean, in-depth okay. oh, anything. Wait. Well, wait, 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 wait. What Marvel movie do you go into thinking there's going to be some great Shakespearean revolution, you know? You know what I'm saying, but Marvel no, usually has really saying, good but, character development, you know? But, but that's just it. I know what you're saying, but I wouldn't have compared it that way. I would have said, uh, and I agree with Hyper Kaiju, it probably could have been a little shorter. Yeah. Um, and just by like 10, 15 minutes, not a lot. All I'm saying is Marvel movies aren't that way, but Marvel has such a great way of building their characters that... You know, they didn't once again, Marvel didn't come out of the gate with a team movie. They they gave them all their one shot movies to build them right. up and give them good characterization, then teamed them up. Now, granted, I'm not expecting a Peacemaker movie and then a Bloodsport movie and a Tiger Shark movie. I get it. You can do a team movie out of the gate, but I think you need to work a little bit harder on character development in the beginning and, and like maybe with Hyper Kaiju saying it could have been shorter, maybe the movie's not shorter, but you take out the stuff that would have made it shorter and then take those 15 to 20 minutes to give five more minutes of character development to each of these main characters. And I agree totally with that. I mean, yeah. I, it it's not a totally two-dimensional film, but a lot of it is. I mean, there's not a lot of depth behind anything. But what there is, is there's lightheartedness. Right. Th this is a fun movie. So I don't want you guys to think that we're begging on this movie because this was truly a fun movie just to sit and watch. You chuckle, you laugh, you kind of expect a lot of the stuff. There's a few unexpected moments. Um, but in the end, when you stand up and you walk out of the theater or stand up out of your chair, do you You'll go piss? Yeah, but I mean, you're like, did I get my money's worth? Did I enjoy this? Yes. Is this right. a, mo a movie that I'm going to run out and probably purchase on Blu-ray or 4K? No, probably not. Not. But I'm glad I went and, I went and glad I saw it. Let's put it that way. Right. And I agree with that. I think it was very entertaining. It's definitely one. Well, put it this way, Dennis. If we get the chance, not obviously this week because we'll be at Megacon, because I know Courtney liked it too, and we watched it on HBO Max like you. So if we get the chance next week when we get back, would you go see it again in theaters? 
for the big screen experience. I would because this is, would would have been a really good big screen movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm, I've got a big enough screen where I can enjoy it, but I really would like to see it like in an IMAX or something like that. Um, you know, as long as it doesn't interfere, because isn't next week Don't Breathe 2? Right, which we'll probably catch in Orlando, remember? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what next week is? Also, the Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that take that's a priority. Free so guy. We'll have, we have to figure it out. You know, if we can, if we can catch it, because it'll be on HBO Max. I think they do it for a month, so 30 days. Yeah. So if we can catch it in theaters, I would go see this in a theater. Uh, no problem to see it on the big screen. Try and catch it on IMAX. I think that would yeah. be the play to do. And it might be worth waiting two weeks. So yeah. it's not free crowded. guy. Free guy is definitely an IMAX movie. Oh yeah, totally. Yes. So I and I was going to say now the one person we didn't talk about Nathan Fillion's character. Oh, that was who so was, gross when his arms came off. It was. So he plays TDK for those of you who haven't didn't haven't seen it or don't know who he is. It's the detachable kid and his arms literally pop off his body and you see him floating in the air and they go around. They're just like slapping the soldiers. Slap, 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 yeah, it's slap. A slap fight. And then all you see is, you know, Nathan Fillion's character. He's just sitting there with his body doing this. And then you see the arms slapping the soldiers as he's standing back there. It was funnier than hell. I mean, what a completely useless power. But again, it was just super funny. And then they I sit will, there and shoot his arms out, which was great. I will say this. One spoiler. Um, uh, that kid from Saturday Night Live, uh, Pete. Uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking on his last name. Uh, Davidson? Pete Davidson. I will say this. He gets his face literally blown off. And I couldn't have been more happier. I'm, yes. not Pete, I'm not a big Pete Davidson fan. I don't find him that funny. Um, and when he got his face blown off, I was like, yes. <laughs> he, play, he plays Blackguard, and, and it was. When he, he did, it was like, eh, that's cool. <laughs> because honestly, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't watch many movies where I see an actor that I don't like, and I think to myself, what did this guy show in acting chops to get this role for the next two hours? Right. And honestly, when I saw Pete Davidson in this movie, I did think that I thought I've never seen him do anything on SNL that I thought, Oh yeah, I should cast this guy in this type of movie. Yes. And I'm like, who did this dude blow to get this, get this gig? Right. Yes. And then I realized in this movie when he got his face blown off uh, that it was only within uh, spoiler alert, the first 10 minutes, I was like, Oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and one other person we overlooked that we really, again, um, Viola Davis plays um, Amanda Waller and she plays such a good, badass boss you know, yep. the, the head of the agency. I mean, she's got great acting chops. Um, you know, you, you just know she's in charge. And that's why the couple of twists that they have in there, Viola Davis, you rocked uh, in this again. 
so anyway, we got to mention her because she's great well, in all the, the suicides. The one thing I was going to say about her is, the one thing I'd say about Viola Davis's uh, role in this is, I can't think of other things, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I can't think of other roles she's played with such a potty mouth. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, definitely not with a potty mouth. Yes, and I'm not against it. I'm not against it by any means. I'm just like, damn, man, that woman is totally throwing down uh, <laughs> some F-bombs left and right. I mean, I thought it was good, you know? I thought it was good, but she is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know if, she, if there's going to be a three, you know, like if they're going to do the whole trilogy thing, if there will be, I guess it depends on, you know, box office and stuff. Well, we did see the box office was not stellar for this, which I'm going to be. Was a bit, it? Do you know? I don't even know what it was. You know? I'll, I'll look it up if we really want to know. But they were just talking about because it was the weekend box office. It did not do uh, very well. But I, I thought it was a better movie for what the box office uh, numbers is. Hang on. Let me, let me look it up while you talk. Yeah, but you know, the box office thing that gets skewed is the fact that it came out on HBO Max. Yeah. How many people watched it on HBO Max? Yep. For Suicide Squad made 26.5 million That's over awful. the weekend. Yep. But here but here's the thing. Let's say it wasn't on HBO Max. Do you think it would have been do you think it would have cracked 60 million if it was Do you think Do you th let's let's go 100 million, right? Do you think let's round it down to 25? Are you telling me $75 million in ticket sales were people that watched it at home? You know what? Look how many. Yeah, I, I'm willing to bet. I mean, you and I are the first ones to love to go to do to the movies. And I did talk to a couple of guys that went to the different theaters and the theater was not that packed. None of the theaters were that packed. I think the movie theaters are struggling. Um, and so Black Widow obviously did a lot better in its opening weekend. We will see how it goes from on weekend two, because I'm going to be honest, comparing it to Black Widow, um, if I'm going to watch, come home and just watch a movie and throw it up on my TV, I think I'm going to pick the Suicide Squad over the Black Widow, which well, surprised me. That. I'm definitely it's, more of a Marvel guy. It, it's not even that. If Black Widow was streaming on Disney right now, just without paying for it, but just streaming, and I were to go in and it was you either watch that, Black Widow or Suicide Squad 2 again, I would watch Suicide Squad 2 again, hands down. Yeah, I'm just you know. going to pull up Black Widow right now is $1.162 billion. Yeah. So it broke, it broke, it did break the billion. Have you guys read any Suicide Squad books? Hyper Kaiju. The only Suicide Squad book I ever read was the first job I ever drew on comics, which was the inventory issue of Suicide Squad. It was written by John Ostrander, who had a cameo in the movie. Don't know if you knew that, Dennis. Um, he had a cameo in the movie. He was the doctor that put the chip in uh, Michael Rooker's neck. Uh, the old over kind of overweight doctor with the gray hair is John Ostrander. Um, that is the only script and only Suicide Squad book I ever read was that script for that issue that I drew. I've never read a Suicide Squad book in my life. 
So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I used you? to. It, it wasn't one that I used to collect a lot of. Um, you know, I did have the Legends, and then I picked up um, some of the different series. If anything intrigued me, again, it wasn't one of my picks every week that was just automatically a pull. But if there was a good script, there was a good story, I'd be like, yeah, I'll pick these up. And I used to. And then when I did my big DC purge, I don't have I don't think I have hardly any of my Suicide Squad anything left. And I'm, I'm actually not too broken up about it, honestly. Well, I mean, that's because you're heartless. I am. I am. That's and, what they say. And, and a white male. So that's that's true. I'm a minority. You are bastard. All right, CGC this baby. What are you giving it? I am going to give this one a 7.0. I I thought it was a fun movie, a, a, a movie you didn't have to do a lot of thinking on. Um, it was just fun. The humor, for the most part, was solid. You could tell it was James Gunn, and it was his style of humor. Sometimes it landed well. Sometimes it didn't. Um, I liked the characters, what we did get out of them, I thought was good. Although we've already talked, I think the movie went a little long. And if they would have took out some of those gratuitous scenes that didn't need to and built some more character, I think I would have enjoyed it more because some of these characters don't know hardly anything about. I really did want to know a lot more about the polka dot man. So I'm very curious on that. But I will watch it again at home. I probably won't spend 10 bucks to go see it in the theater again, but you know, 7.0, it was solid. Great. I liked it a little bit better than uh, black widow, I think. And uh, yeah, it's good. Cool. Um, I will give it a seven, uh, seven, five, uh, pretty much had the same issues with it. You did a little too long. I'd like to see more character development, but for turning your brain off popcorn, you know, super villain, superhero, whatever you want to call it, flick. I thought it was good. Uh, I do give him big credit for not making Starro. Because I, I got to admit, I thought Starro, sticking to the colors that Starro is and just going with Starro, that's a pretty ballsy move. And I think it worked. You know, a giant. it's basically they went up against a giant monster. And I thought they made it work. <laughs> they did so. call it a kaiju. They did. They called it a kaiju. So I thought they, I thought they made that work. So yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 7.5. So yeah, I, I was surprised with the whole Starro thing and I just went, wow, are we going to get a parallax? Are we going to get a Galactus? No, they made this kind of fun and believable in, in the way that they did. And they turned what I thought was a really interesting potentially disastrous pick and actually did something positive with it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm going to pull up um, Rotten Tomatoes to see. Uh -oh. And th this is going to be a shocker. You guys ready? Hold on to your seats. I'm holding. The critics loved it. Really? 91% fresh. Man. I don't get that. That just, wow. I mean, Usually when these movies come out, all the things we were kind of complaining about, about the stories, the the shallow characters, that's all they ever talk about. But in this case, they must have liked the shallow characters. So so be it. The audience scores, drum roll, 84%. 
So they're giving it about an 8.4. So they apparently liked it a little bit better than we did. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, guys, we're heading down to Megacon this week. We'll be leaving on Wednesday. Early. Maybe we'll do a stream while we're driving. I'll be driving so Dennis can just hold up that phone. And uh, maybe we'll do a little drop-in while we're driving on Wednesday. And then hopefully streaming some from the show on Thursday, Friday, and uh, Saturday. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I can honestly say I don't know if we'll be back on next Monday because I'm pretty sure we'll both be whipped-ass tired. Uh, yeah, so we'll a long drive. But we'll be back. Uh, we will definitely be streaming at some point this week. Uh, we'll just be popping on. So make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when we come on. And uh, until Megacon. Yeah. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Live long and prosper, everybody.